Welcome. It's 8.06. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Hour number three of the Bob Rose Show begins. Greg Cassidy is here. Special guest on the hotline, Congresswoman Kat Kamick joins us. And good morning, Kat. How are you? Good morning, fellas. Hey, Ooh, we, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I bet. Look, I know you're one of the hardest working, busiest people in uh, in a political world, and we we do appreciate that. We know you've been to the border many times. Uh, yeah. What's the deal on Secretary Mayorkas? It sounds like things are starting to firm up. Are they really going to try to uh, throw this guy out, or what? Yeah, you know, I said last year we needed to be, to be impeaching him. He has come before my committee, the House Homeland Security Committee, five times, and he has lied on every single occasion. This guy cannot be trusted, and whether he is doing this deliberately or he is just simply incompetent, neither is acceptable. So we are going to go through the process so that it is airtight, and no one can at that moment, when all of the investigations findings come to light, no one, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or independent, you can't sit there with a straight face and say, with all the facts presented, that he does not deserve to be impeached. And so that is going to be a very, very big focus for us. But more importantly, when he's gone, what comes next? And the big issue that no one wants to talk about is how we secure the border. And that is the work that happens behind the scenes that is not the sexy, you know, primetime hour, you know, digging into the policy. Because when you ask the agents, they say, sure, you can send us more agents. Sure, you could build us a wall. And it is a good thing. It is a force multiplier. But what they really need is they need a policy that they can actually uphold because they're basically doing their job with their hands tied behind their backs. And that's their big frustration. So border security is a top issue. we got to get rid of that snake, Mayorkas. Yeah, yeah, but the, the problem with Mayorkas, and we've had this exchange before, look, he was caught on a hot mic. Back August 13th, the New York yeah. Post reported, he said, look, the current crisis is unsustainable. It's a hot mic. He didn't know others mm-hmm. uh, were going to share this, but he basically agreed with most people that it's unsustainable. Too many people are coming across. Uh, the, the Border Patrol can't handle it, et cetera, et cetera. In public, of course, he upholds the policies of Biden, and that's my point. Mayorkas, gone or present, doesn't change the Biden administration policy. Exactly. And that's why it's so important that we've had this rebalance here in the legislative branch. So Republicans taking the House is super important, but this new attitude of we're going to hold the Senate accountable um, and really play hardball with them. I mean, we have to. And if at that point when we drop legislation on Biden's desk and he vetoes it, well, it's on him to explain to the American people why he thinks he is better and all of the Americans that elected us legislators and are executing the will of the people. So uh, this is one of the issues that last Congress, um, I introduced a bill called the Jason Act. It was named after a Border Patrol agent who brought the idea to me and said, listen, the politics is killing us. You know, everybody wants to get in front of a camera and talk about, oh, how they're doing this or how they're doing that. Take away their ability to do that by chalking the field. So this bill, the Jason Act, it would basically put in a system where if we had so many encounters, 25 percent more encounters one month to the next, it automatically triggers a crisis. So it takes it away from the president. It takes it away from the secretary of Homeland Security. And at that point, it's a numbers game. And if you want to deny data and you want to be a science denier, that's on the left. But we know from what we have seen, numbers on the ground, that cannot be denied. This is a border crisis of epic proportions. 
And that's why bills like the Jason Act and the Texas Border Plan are so important. And we can play hardball with the Senate and get it to the desk of Biden, but then we have to put the pressure on him to sign it. Uh, look, uh, we wish you all the luck in the world. We hope that happens. Uh, uh, Joe Biden recently, they, they, they found some documents, some uh, some documents that were supposed to be top secret. And it seems like this is being treated, at least by the media uh, and the talking heads, much, much differently than uh, when uh, former President Trump's house was raided. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us were kind of looking around, scratching our heads, saying, where's the outrage from the media? Why isn't the media covering this? Of course, we all know why. It's because it's all fake news and, and, and it's biased. And that's why also this new church-style committee that we negotiated back in December that was part of the rules package on January 1st, not after the speaker's fight, but before the speaker's fight, this new select committee that we all agreed on as a body that will investigate the weaponization of the federal government is so important because it's going to look into things like why why was the the raid on Mar-a-Lago allowed? How did that come be? What emails and correspondences were going on behind the scenes? This is what people are standing up saying, hmm, this doesn't pass the smell test. So shame on the media for not covering it. The Democrats who have refused to speak out about it, who were so quick to jump in front of a TV camera and slam President Trump, and Republicans, where are they? Because it seems like it's rules for me, but not for me, right? So, again, calling us the hypocrisy of government, we got to do it at every turn, it seems like. And, you know, that's why I was telling Greg, I'm on my first cup of coffee, but I'll probably have five by the end of the day. <laughs> right on. Well, look, one of the things that shouldn't be overlooked is this UPenn Biden Center. Uh, and it's yeah. probably not just Biden that engages in this kind of activity. And, of course, we know about the Clinton Foundation, uh, Pay for Play. Uh, we need to stop this, and we know that uh, uh, Chinese money has come in, uh, huge amounts of money has come into that, quote-unquote, center, these think tanks and all of that. Is that ever going to be effectively dealt with? Because China's influence is incredible. Governor DeSantis is starting to do something about it. When is the rest of the nation going to catch up? So yesterday, we so the very first day, let me just give you a timeline, the very first day that we had the gavel, um, we fired 87,000 IRS agents. Yesterday, we passed, with Democrats supporting this, a select committee on China to take on China, as well as the select committee on uh, the government weaponization against Americans. We're cranking things out right now. And yesterday, I had a conversation with the chairman of the China task force, Mike Gallagher. And I said, hey, we should sit down and talk because we've had some, we've had some issues at University of Florida we're very familiar with the Thousand Talents program and these Confucius Institutes. For everybody listening, those Thousand Talents programs are what the Chinese government actually sanctions to infiltrate um, Chinese nationals in multiple key critical industries around the United States, including higher education. And then I also mentioned the 1,400 acres that a Chinese company that has ties to the CCP purchased, 1,400 acres in Levy County. And so... We're actually talking about doing a field hearing down in Levy County, this China Select Task Force, and really highlighting how much China is doing to undermine the United States as a whole, our national security in every single industry, not just higher education, but from our telecommunications infrastructure all all the way out to our military. So you're going to see a lot of work done in this space, and in some ways, Florida's 3rd Congressional District, we're going to be ground zero when we're talking about the land purchases, 
the, the ag components that they're trying to infiltrate, and, of course, higher education. And a hat tip to the University of Florida for their, their work in helping us combat this type of theft and research theft that we're right, seeing. Right on. Uh, yeah. What are we going to do with Representative Swalwell? He had his own select committee with China, Ling Ling Bang Bang, or whatever her name was. That guy is still in Congress. Uh, are they going to throw him off the committees, or has that already happened? Eric Swalwell and uh, Adam Schiff will not be on the Intel Committee. They absolutely do not. Um, they would never qualify for clearance in private sectors, so they should not have one in the government sector. So they will be thrown off their committees. Um, we are actually this week populating committees. So when we come back in two weeks after this week is completed, that's when you're going to see a move from the full Congress to remove them from that. Um, and, and I will say this, you know, during a speaker's race, um, when things were getting heated, Swalwell stood up on the House floor and said, oh, Republicans flip-flop. And I said, well, at least we don't bang, bang, bang. So, you know, there you oh, go. Oh, way to go. <laughs> we love that. Good job. Uh, hey, real quick, somebody was asking about flat tax. Has there been any discussions about a fair tax, flat tax, any other uh, type of thing within the uh, within Congress at all dealing with taxation? Yeah, let me, let me give a quick uh, rundown of the lay of the land for the week. So, as I said, Monday... We fired the IRS agents. Yesterday, we established our two select committees. Today, we're going to be voting on the Abortion Survivor Protection Act. So if a child survives an abortion attempt and is alive and struggling for life, a doctor has to perform life-saving care, cannot abort that child outside the womb. That's called murder for any sane human. Uh, We're going to be taking on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, taking away Biden's piggy bank that he uses for political reasons and protecting our Strategic Petroleum Reserves as a whole. And we're also going to be taking up the fair tax, which I'm so excited about because it was one of the very first pieces of legislation that I co-sponsored on the very first day of Congress. Last term and this term, I was one of the original co-sponsors. So shout out to our Georgia friend, even though he's a bulldog, Buddy Carter. (laughs) Uh, His office is right next to mine, and uh, he's the sponsor for the fair tax. And we will get a floor vote on it. Now it's important that we put pressure on the Senate to take this up, this would abolish the IRS, and it's well past time for us to do a major overhaul. And as a final plug, i got to put it out here, I'm reintroducing the RAINS Act today. The RAINS Act will come in with over 150 co-sponsors, and it reigns in government overreach. It, it basically takes the power away from those swamp creatures dwelling in basements all over Washington and returns regulatory authority back to Congress. So I'm super excited. we got a lot of work ahead. Stay tuned. Keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Congresswoman Kat Kamick on the Bob Rose Show. Hang in there. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Go Gators. All right. Go Gators. 817 on the Bob Rose Show. Always appreciate hearing from her. Coming up uh, in the next hour, we're going to talk to State Representative Chuck Clemens because there's so much going on in Tallahassee as well. And Governor DeSantis doing some strong and and powerful things. So we're going to talk about that and more coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Bye. 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 Bye